Yep. They're coming back, man. Yep. All right. I guess we should probably officially yes do this dealy bobber here. So welcome to this is I don't know this is an audio snippet of sorts. We will attach it onto something known as an as an episode. So uh, I'm sure you'll listen to it at some point or right now since that's when you're hearing this. Uh, Steak's not here. Duel's not here. It's me and Bursty. Just me. Just me, just just me us and two. this Canadian guy. And uh, you're yep. here t- talking with Haishio, <laughs> who is uh, one of the people that works on the... Uh, you know, I don't even know if we've ever said this on the show before. We've never said it on the show. I... I- backtracked like 290 something episodes and no, we've you never didn't. actually said no, the word so i know i'm just making it sound cool <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he he works on the windower yeah they reset it it's which and it, it's not like now. a dude that like cleans windows or anything we're not yeah. you know beating around the bush now it's it's that mm, one yeah. thing that everybody uses but nobody uses we, we've chosen not to talk about it for quite some time and and today we're at the point where it's like you know what if you're not using it right now, yeah. everybody uses it. Square Enix <laughs> knows that everybody uses it so much to the point where they're supporting plugins now with the new UI. So, you know, we figured we'd be ahead of the curve and, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be the first Final Fantasy 11 <laughs> podcast to jump on this. I want to make sure to get ahead out of, get ahead of, you know, everybody else. I don't think there is anybody yeah. else. Small little tidbit, actually. Haishio, actually, uh, I think, did you say you used to record episodes with LBR? I used to do. I know I had my own personal episode where they did for me, and um, I've maybe done a couple of snippets and such with them and such. I used to help them out on certain things. I, like I said, um, it was a small little activity, but I, it was still fun nonetheless. And that's how pretty much comes the majority of the people with LBR and that stuff. That's how I met uh, a bunch of different people and uh, partially how I end up probably, you know, as the same, probably on this server because of it too. He means Ragnarok. He's talking yeah, about, he's talking about our server. You have to try and guess. You'll never know. Yeah. It's the best server. Um, and yeah, Fusion will be on it next Ouch. week. So. What? <laughs> I I didn't agree to these terms. What is going on? You know what I I, I had to say. You remember remember earlier, uh, like a few months ago, in our episodes, we used to have that guy named Dynamo Joe sending us emails. I don't. You don't remember? Okay, Dynamo. I'm really like, terrible with remembering people who like like names and stuff. Okay, well, maybe some of our old listeners will remember the Dynamo Joe character that used to send us emails saying that he just started playing Final Fantasy. This was like probably about a year ago, like around last summer. And he had like just started playing the game and he was, you know, like writing us emails, keeping us up to date. I was walking through Juno the other day and I saw somebody by the name of Dynamo Joe. I sent him a tell, but he wouldn't answer me. I wanted to know if it was him. Dude, I don't I don't remember anybody named Dynamo Joe. Seen that character multiple times. You've seen him too. He's, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's, he's not. He's not a figment of my imagination. Thought. He's a real person. But the thought <laughs> never crossed my mind. I gotta like search my email now because this like seriously does not ring any bells. It might have been more than a year ago. It might have been. Oh, I may like, not even be able to. Might have been pre-gamer escape even. Wow, I'm gonna have to check a different email in that case. God. Oh, too many emails. I've like I've like 27. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It's a little bit, a bit of an exaggeration. Get the shovel. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so we threw this uh, we threw this uh, concept out there on uh, the Twitter universe. I think the other day, right, Fusion? To try and yes, people, uh, well, I, I placed I placed it because I throw like a girl, so ah. you probably throw better than me. Uh, yeah, so basically, we uh, threw this out here. Want to know if anyone had uh, any questions that they would uh, like to ask if we were to uh, talk with people that make uh, the window work. Oh, come on. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had one. <laughs> it's called... Did it's we? Not, it's not we, the Windower. It's the Windower! <laughs> oh, Look, I'm saying Windower. it, and I'm not locked up. If you're not Yay. saying it with enthusiasm, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. And if you don't know if you're using it or not, just press the insert button. If you don't you know if you're question. using it, then maybe you should just... You never know. Somebody might have set it up for them, and they have no idea. That's, that's, that's true, but funny slash sad at the same time. <laughs> All I know is I click this button and I play my game. That's, that's right. That's if all. You, I... If you don't know you're using Windower, just take, just hold your hand out in front of your face and just hit yourself with it. <laughs> <laughs> if it hurts, you're probably using Windower. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it hurts, don't use Windower. It hurts your face. If you start seeing red, you probably need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! One of the first questions we were going to talk to you about high was. Uh, Mm-hmm. Basically, um, you know, sort of tracing back like your your history with Windower, sort of how you got involved with it, and and sort of uh, you know where, when you got started with it. Because I know you you mentioned already earlier when we were talking to you that you've been playing since open beta, so mm-hmm. you're you've been around in the game as long as us. So how did you get involved with Windower, and sort of how did it all fall into play that you uh, sort of ended up being one of the head guys for it? Well, um. I have, um, well, sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> that's did you, fascinating. Did you, did you pre-write <laughs> your answers? <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. I don't work on a whim. I was just closing some out. He's like, hang on. He's like, hang on. I got to blow off this book. He's like, like a journal. I keep a journal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't keep a journal. <laughs> it's a no, that's just No, um, but let me go ahead before I actually get to my point of where I come in. Windower yeah. actually started as a small project in 2004, right when the, well, I'm not saying the, uh, of course, it was about a little bit after the um, the PS2 release, um, when uh, someone named Azrael, who was basically the founder of Windower, created a windowed mode through a separate program to allow you to just have it in a, you know, without having to alt-tab and crash. So you can browse the web, look at all sorts of new information for this game. Because many people were complaining to SE, why no windowed mode? It makes no sense. The reason why SE decided to do that was uh, it was originally they were trying to use it as an anti-hacking measure. And plus, it wasn't fair to the PS2 players that couldn't look up information. Exactly. <laughs> I remember them oh. saying that. I'm just like, okay. It's like, yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess it's not too... Well, I guess what they would have said at the time was, I guess it's not 2004 and you don't have computers and laptops in almost every house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, basically, Windows was created by that main concept. It wasn't until probably about 2005 that the concept for plugins was starting to be developed. The person that developed the plugin API is known as Starhawk. He's probably one of the most known 
people on the windower project. Most people, when they think of windower, they'll remember the names like Starhawk. Yeah, like I, I remember when windower had first come out and I had first discovered it and first started using it. I remember seeing the uh, the first name that you had mentioned on there, Azriel. That was what it was, right? Azriel. Yes, Azriel. Yeah, I remember seeing his name, and then of course Starhawk is on there, and then your name's on there now. Of course, when you first fire it up and the game first loads. So yeah, that, that's 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 with our new staff, but I'll get to that in a second. I'll just go in a little bit of order here, and uh, basically, um, it started off after when Azriel created the windowed mode. Starhawk and Wiccan were creating a program project called FFACT, which is basically it was a project to find memlocks and that stuff for you know all the different coding to actually start making stuff to make plugins. Is basically the basic default stuff to all your programming needs to how to actually program plugins or whatever stuff. And programs in Final Fantasy XI to have the data run off to it from the client side. So, what were some of the first plugins that ever came out for Windower? I Tea mean, some Party of them now they feel like the they've t- been there for so long you wouldn't yeah, even know. Um, Tea Party was the first plugin, and it's probably one of the most well-known first plugins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those of you who might be listening and don't have a clue what Tea Party is, it's it the replaces your TP is- on your bar with a cup of tea. That's right. And it gives all the people in your party a party hat. Splendid! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what it does is it just displays your party member's TP. Uh, essentially, if you've ever played any other Final Fantasy game, where you would see it. So, just underneath your character's name. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's made the purpose wasn't just for that. It was to see everyone else's TP. That's right. And, when it comes to alliances, see their MP counts as well. Mm-hmm. Because remember, back in the day, kids, there was this thing called skill chains. You need to communicate with people to set those off. And now it's just like, oh, I can see when he has TP. If he doesn't do anything now, I know he's just lazy and or a terrible player. <laughs> that's so true. Cause that's I, exactly I can remember back in the day. You mean the post-Abyssia generation? <laughs> yeah. I can remember back in the day. Dude, why aren't you weapon skilling? What? How do you know I have TP? <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Windower! <laughs> How do like, you know? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You've just been hitting the mob quite a bit and I haven't seen you weapon skill is all. <laughs> I've been counting and uh, calculating exactly how many TP you should be making with each hit. You're making something like, what, 11 TP a hit, right? So it should only take you, uh, you know... Nine strikes. Well, it's been 15 and you haven't hit your weapon skill yet. What's wrong with you? We're in Kafka Tunnel. These cramps have got to die. See, this black beast gets getting killed. Um, so Tea yeah, Party was one of the first. Yes, it was one of the first and probably one of the most well-known plugins. Then we had stuff later on like Draw Distance, which can actually, um, you know increase the distance of what you see the train wise and such there was also the distance plugin which actually let you know how far your target is I don't remember what we used to call it back then we see distance of your target they call it yalms now thanks to abyssia or void or void walkers and um and we had little oddball plugins like uh sandbox and um vonatunes and media player and that stuff 
and well, of course, like Sandbox and Media Player, those pretty much went and faded with the sands of time, so to speak. Around that time, Starhawk and Wiccan both actually went into the scene at the same time. Now, I actually knew Starhawk and Wiccan way before this game existed. I mean, I remember, like I said, I remember it was probably, what, 2000? I just graduated from high school and such. I heard the information. I'm like, holy shit. Really? And this is during a time while I was still playing like games like Fantasy Star Online. That's basically my first MMO per se. I think that was everybody's first MMO before <laughs> Final Fantasy XI. Yep, and all the people that actually hacked in there, there was a small crew. They were not really well-known, but compared to all the other hackers that were doing all that stuff, they were probably the greatest. Because, one, they kept themselves shrouded in secrecy. Starhawk wasn't one of these, because he didn't do a Fanstar Online, but Wiccan was. And um, I found that we, I learned um, about what Starhawk does and such back in the past. And ever since, you know, like during those times, we just, you know, we, we talked a lot and such. And, what, and then I just lost communication with them maybe about a couple of years due to real life stuff. And then all of a sudden, Wiccan around, well, I don't, well, I was, like I said, I was in beta. Wiccan and Starhawk asked me if I was going to be doing the beta. And I said, yeah, sure. And so we basically did it, and uh, I fell in love with the game, even though, like I said, if you ever played the beta back then in the day, Cactar Server, where everybody in Valkyrie Dunes, where the whole place was lit up like a bunch of corpses everywhere. But that's the thing, like I said, compared to players who just came into this game maybe like four or five years ago compared to ten years ago, basically. But that's how I, that's how I reunited with them, and then later on, that's why I started hearing about Windower, and Wiccan asked me if I wanted to go ahead and join up with them, and uh, you know be a part of the Windower project. I wasn't officially a plugin developer; I was more of the uh, underground person. My purpose around around 2006, my purpose primarily was to gain underground connections with a lot of the other hackers in the community, good and bad. And I, I maintained those connections for Starhawk. This include a bunch of his other stuff, and including "quote unquote" GM connections. I kept all that organized for him, so I basically was his assistant. I didn't code much. That's why I mainly did, but I knew exactly what to look for. I was basically my main position was to be the open door for any new plugin developer. But before I skip ahead on that, when Starhawk and Wiccan joined later on in like t- around 2005, that's when they that's when they put full start on the project for the plugin API, which is everything at the plugin API is all Starhawk's creation. As a real, basically created the core of Windower, which is the windowed mode. Later yeah, yeah. on, as a real left the game. He didn't play. For maybe maybe like two years, he passed the project on to Starhawk and Cliff. And if people don't know who Cliff is, Cliff is the creator of FF11AH.com. We have that's a connection very right there. Eh? Strong connections of FF11AH.com. 
Not talking about their achievement system or any of that mess. This is well before that mess. Yeah. You're just talking like the initial website itself, like where the you initial website and the uh, tracking mm-hmm. and that. Exactly. Yeah. No, I am not going to be telling you <laughs> how that was done, and I'm not going to be telling <laughs> you now how it's still done. That's still a secret. So, some that secrets are better stuff. left unsaid. Very. But yeah. then we keep that. That was basically uh, Cliff's request that we went ahead and just kept that a secret. Granted, yes, it was a window to window or tides and connections. Cliff later on left, and it was just uh, Starhawk, me, and Wiccan. And um, like I said, I anytime I saw new talent, I always would actually find out their information. You know, they would find out uh, their programming backgrounds, their um, you know what languages and such, and if they use it as a hobby or a career. Majority of people, it was a career. Some people, it was a hobby. Some so the few exception, it was both. So that basically, in that sense, during that time when I went in there, that was like I said, it was the job of keeping the connections for Starhawk and making sure that we had other plugin developers for future projects. So when you flash forward to today, um, how do you find your jobs change? Because I mean, if you went from someone who was kind of you know, working alongside someone and ended up being more of a recruiter. You, you seem to be more like the spearhead of the whole project now, more than before, along with Nestus, of course. But. Yeah. Um. Well, we flash back to that point. Um. Like I said, I've recruited many plugin developers. I recruited. Um. I had my hand in recruiting Akar, though all the direct contact information was done through Starhawk. Usually, any plugin developer that I end up finding, they already make an impact on Windower already with a program or having knowledge. And then we study that person, and then we see if that person's where we forward the title of, you know, for a plugin developer. That's how AdCar got in. That's how um, a couple other people got in. Um, um, Raggins, you know, Raggins from BG. If people don't know who that person is, look him up. He's one of the administrators for BG. I think actually one of the founders, I think. I can't remember. My mind's kind of big on any BG-related crap. And uh, um, Duin, the person who made Infobar. Krellion, I didn't really have a hand in that. That was more of Akard doing that at that point. But yeah, like I said, I pretty much got that point all the way... All the way to now, to our lat to the last person we recruited, Arius. I've had my hand pretty much in every recruiting point, and that is still one of my primary jobs. But now I am also the producer for the Window Project. I keep things in check with the other devs. If problems pr- make certain make certain everybody's got their stuff. And uh, make sure if problems persist, find out what, keep communication as best as possible, and make certain that um, we have enough help. I was going to say one of the probably the greatest challenges you've, I know, kind of said to me in the past is that, you know, finding people to do the different elements of window where I know you were mentioning uh, some of the sort of plans that you have for sort of what's to come and, and sort of one of your big sort of projects right now you were mentioning. I don't want to give it away because I think you want to talk about it, but the uh, yeah. recruiting of people to uh, develop Windower for other um, other languages. Originally, that idea is still up in the air for discussion. 
it's something I would want to do to have an official Japanese translator in our group to actually speak with the JP community. Because originally we tried that before. Akar tried that before. It didn't really take off out a hitch, however, because really we the person that we had kind of just disappeared on us. Yeah, so that idea kind of went out the window. It's still possible, but I have not heard much feedback from it, from at least from Nitsuj yet. Arius yeah. thinks it's kind of a waste of time that we really don't need to speak to them. In a sense, it might be, but we don't know. Like I said, Japanese... Yeah, they supposedly have their own version of Windower, but I don't think that version is really running anymore. And a lot of them have been using ours or going without. And so you have the ability, obviously, then to, to know who from the Japanese end of the community would be using it, though, I guess, right? Uh, not exactly. I mean, I wish we had that kind of capability to know, you know, on the percents, just, you know, for research stuff. But no, we, unfortunately, we don't have ways of doing that right now oh i see um what other questions do we have I know uh, we had more. one on twitter uh has square enix expressed interest in baking in some of windows layout slash plugin flexibility into the 2.0 client so i guess the question also kind of turns into have have you communicated with se uh over the course of of the window development for for anything Unfortunately, though, we have not. I mean, trust uh, trust me, I would love them to be able to pick their brains and find out all this stuff, but the problem is I don't, for right now, I don't see them actually talking to us, per se. Now, have, you, have they ever reached out to you or vice versa, like over the like since Windower's existence? Has there ever tried to be any kind of dialogue between the two of you? Not the dev team, no. The dev team pretty much just keeps to themselves on that, and they kind of treat us like the redhead stepchild. We exist, but we don't want to have anything to do with you. But we'll tolerate you because yeah. I love your mother. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> That's right. Pretty much. And you know what? And the saying that comes to mind is, is you know, silence is acceptance. You know, in mm-hmm. in some ways, if they don't say anything to you, they're like, yeah, okay, we're not going to say anything well, to you, but everybody it's okay. Knows. Yeah, Windower is probably one of the prime reasons this game still exists. Yeah, I mean, majority people, majority of people, especially on the with the on the NA side, would have left this game a long time ago if it wasn't for Windower. Oh, absolutely. Things that is done, and that's why I plan on actually making certain. That window still exists for years to come, as long as this game still exists. So I guess that kind of feeds us into the next question we were looking at sort of addressing is, is what kinds of plans um, does Windower have in anticipation of, you know, the UI changes that are coming to Final Fantasy XI? What kinds well, of plans has Windower set aside to, uh, to ensure that that happens? Well... As we we have we have kind of a policy when we when it comes to uh, new information that comes in that stuff until we until it actually happens or we know more information we can't make assumptions on certain things like for mm-hmm. example people kept going oh my god this new UI is going to break Windower we don't know it might it might not we don't know yeah I know one of the other things you had mentioned the other day when we were kind of discussing this just briefly prior to the fact we were just talking about some of the things we could talk about during the interview. And I know one thing that you mentioned was, was just the fact that 
you know, SE, although they mentioned that they plan on introducing plugins, we don't know what the definition of those plugins are. Yeah, that's the thing. And like I said before, we can't judge on something like that right now that we don't know full information. However, mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors into the whole thing because, like I said, what we discussed before, what their definition of plugin might not be the same as everyone else's definition of a plugin. At least when it comes to the programming aspect. If anything, I think we'll end up hearing some type of some. If well, I'm hoping if they decide to do this, they'll contact us, or con- at least contact Nitsuge. Yeah, but I do not know if that's going to happen or not, because they may just do it in their own way, shape, and form. Now, however, mm-hmm. if it works out, for, if they do something that works out for us, it'd be perfect. We'll we'll definitely work with it. But the problem is, we don't know it's going to work with it or not. I mean, if there's a whole new plugin database system, would people give up Windower for that if not everything will work for it? For example, could it support something like Spellcast, which is our number one popular plugin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I could be wrong, but I think that if we could not support something like Spellcast, people would not use use their stuff. I mean, they'd probably use it along with Windower coinciding it, per se, which is completely fine. But I can tell you right now, Spellcast is probably, if they had no Spellcast, people would still use Windower for us. If there was yeah, no just for the one plugin itself. Oh, and that's one of the reasons why we're still going to exist. Because we don't know if everything's going to be, if they're going to do everything the same way that we do. With yeah. cash, with the resources XML, with all the special plugins and that stuff. UI changes are one thing. If they, like I said, they're supposedly supposed, they're supposed to be doing the UI change to where you can see everybody's TP and such. If they do that, great. We'll discontinue support for Tea Party. Yeah. We've done stuff like that in the past already. Like we had the log expander plugin and NSC mm-hmm. introduced where you can actually maneuver the windows size much more. So we discontinued that completely and stopped supporting it. It probably still works in some senses, but not all the way because they changed the coding. But like I said, the whole reason why window was created in the first place was because SE was lacking on this type of innovative creation. They're starting to get better over the years. Some people think, well, a couple, many years too late. But at the same time, they're moving in a different pace and direction. They're realizing that these changes need to happen. So they've come into a point of acceptance with what Windower has done. And they realize now that they cannot fault us. They cannot fault the third-party community that tries to innovate the game. Kind of leads you to think, you know, like whether or not they would uh, want to create some sort of means of mediation for the types of plugins that would eventually be able to be developed for the game in the future. Yes, just to ensure fairness and that sort of thing, right? Like Tea Party mm-hmm. is one thing, but you know, then there's obviously the risk out there of having, you know, plugins that could potentially imbalance the game, like and you know, I know there's obviously a player base out there that understands, you know, people that are able to claim mobs the instant they pop and things like that. Like, see, I know we've, we've experienced it firsthand, obviously, so that's why I bring it up. Yes. But. Well, 
it could be a possibility that they might be striking again once they do this. They might be reinforcing their GM policies. If they decide to go through with the plug-in thing, then more than likely, yes, you'll see all these people who have been fishbotting recently. Mm-hmm. They'll probably start getting GM'd again and having yeah, random yeah. checks. And like I said, they'll probably end up policing the third-party community even more. Which it's their game. If they want to do that, then that's fine. You know, move through the changes. But like I said, when it comes to window art, I don't think people will stop using it just because SE released a a, um, a plugin support thing where you can create your own plugins, just like how they did World of Warcraft. Yeah. So window art will probably end up being there for a long time to come. But at the same time in order to make certain that we're unique and such, we have to actually be able to make, it's like, we have to be able to make the window or client itself better than the windowed mode. You know, make, you know, make it run smoother, less memory leaks, and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. the same way also, we, right now, and many people, the one complaints I've been hearing lately is ever since they changed, they add an additional UI layer with, um, you know, with the fonts and all that stuff, the, and the windows. We have not added that into our uh, menu system yet. You usually have to do that manually for a program or go into your registry edit. We are actually going to be working on that very soon, as soon as we switch servers to our new servers within the next coming weeks. So there are some things that are planned, I guess, for the immediate future, too. I think uh, you wanted to have the opportunity to sort of let the player base that's using Windower know uh, sort of some of the things that they can look forward to coming from Windower. As many people know, um, another community site out there that's used quite commonly is Guildwork. And uh, they recently launched Guildwork 2.0, which has, of course, you know, kind of made it a little bit more unique. I think before it looked a lot like Facebook, and now it's sort of more its own sort of entity. And... Uh, I guess you've been working close with the development team on that to sort of iron something out, some kind of top secret plan. <laughs> yeah, I really... I you told me you were going to save it for the episode. You're going to take over the world. I thought I was still going to have the permissions to actually give a little bit of a hint of information. But right now, as it stands, it's probably going to have to wait, unfortunately. I would have loved to tell everybody about this whole idea. But let's just say... When we finally are able to tell you, you'll shit bricks. Just saying. And, get, and guess what, people? The convenient thing is that High shows in my link shell. So when he does have the uh, the antsy to tell, I'll be able to bring him back. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Hey, but, but I'm back on the subject of guild work and that such. I mean, Arius is the primary person who actually uh, did the guild work plugin for Stan. And. Yeah. Uh, replacing the client and it gave so many more options there was a debate about doing it at first but then he finally decided to do it but it's proven pretty much how two two um, different types of uh, groups can actually come together for a certain project and the information the information that's shared through the plugin also goes through on ff11age.com which means it's kind of like this own, you know, triangle entity that passes information to each other. 
and we hope to get into more stuff like that in the future. But, nice. Yeah. Can't even get any leaks from them. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta ah. keep my lips. There's certain things I do have to keep my lips sealed on. But actually, I haven't told y'all. I haven't gone through what the, who the uh, current group is or probably in the full um, the other members of Windower that have existed. Because I'm pretty sure some people would like to know um, some of the people who have existed within the Windower project, plugin developers, core developers, and that stuff. And there's many of uh, people who wanted to know about a certain plugin developer from the past. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What did he develop? <sighs> Trouble is what he developed. Ah. What's yes. his name? <laughs> Probably known throughout many as Taj of Leviathan. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, man. <laughs> he was one of our... Show. He was one of our plug-in developers. Really? Yes. But it was... He actually joined in on the whole thing during the same time with Starhawk and Wiccan. But he was he didn't make himself well-known. He's the kind of person that kind of just likes to, you know, keep to himself and not let his activities be known. So really, he was never really truly listed as a dev. Starhawk listed him later on, but after a certain point of certain unforeseeable events, <laughs> he had to actually... He decided to go ahead and actually leave Windower, make a public announcement about it, and then afterwards, if many of y'all have been able to follow on the story, yes, I'm going to actually shed a little bit of light on this whole thing for many people who've been wondering over the years. Is what happened with SE true? I'm going to tell you right now. Yes. Taj of Leviathan actually was arrested. Yes. Really? By the, F- by the FBI. But it wasn't mainly just for the SE stuff. It was also for corporate sites he was hacking. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of damage to certain sites and that stuff. He did a lot of damage, and it kind of tarnished reputations. But uh, reputations between... So not only did he disturb shit in the game, he disturbed shit in real life. Yeah, and in the, in the game's community. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know after what, what happened after that, to be honest. I think it was just a temporary thing, and he's fine now. I don't like I said. I don't know because I we've all lost contact with him. He just pretty much disappeared. You probably can't touch a computer for the next twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's what I would say. He's living in a shack, and they gave him like a typewriter and an abacus. They're like, here you go. <laughs> Have fun. But yeah. Um, but other than like like Tad, Tad's probably one of the more notorious that people knew about when it came to Windower. Of course, like I said, there was Cliff, the creator of FF11AH, the system itself. We also had Akar. Akar is basically well known for Spellcast. He was the creator of Spellcast. Probably one of the most notable, notorious plugins that everyone loves in Windower. And then there was, of course, Krellion who um, invented Status Timer. And he had a bunch of other plugins in line, but he just never, just projects that kind of just never made, um, you know, the light of day. And then, of course, it was Raggins, creator of Yarn, well, yeah, the creator of Yarn Ball, 
Yarn Ball is a plugin that many people love and still do to this day. I mean, if you're a mage, especially a white mage, Yarn Ball is your best friend. At least we back have in white the mages day. On our, on our, our game, people play white mage. Yeah, you know, they're just like mules. <laughs> I thought everybody just throws you'd their mules as white mage. Yeah, no kidding. You'd be surprised these days. But no, I digress. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then there was, um, of course, Duin. Duin created Infobar. You know, the little thing that gave you information on the mobs and that such. Well, the slide information and whatnot. And then um, there was uh, one of the plugins, though, one of the people that was originally part of our new crew after we took over, um, the new current crew now, was Yikia. Yikia was probably was the person that was trying to fix all the Akar stuff because he actually quit the game. Well, kind of quit the game. Yeah, not yeah. to see what else happened, but um, he did a lot. Him and I did a lot of fixes and that stuff to try to repair everything when Abyssia came out because there was a lot of stuff that needed fixing badly. Before that, though, Nitsuge joined the team. He was only a uh, de- plugin developer at the time until he fully took over the project and became pretty much now Nitsuj is the boss of the whole project. Uh, if people want to know, Nitsuj, he is actually a game developer um, and has done an actual game developer out in California named Justin. He's done a lot of different projects, different games, um, Alpha Protocol. He's also done Never, uh, I think one expansion packs from Neverwinter Nights. He's done um, Fallout New Vegas because he used to work of he used to work of Obsidian Gaming. Now he works for Fourth Wall Studios, and uh, I haven't seen anything really get developed from them yet. But uh, he was also one of his last projects he did was Dungeon Siege Three. So he's really he's really good at what he does. There is no doubt about that. Of course, many people have not seen any work from him yet. Well, he's kind of the person that actually puts more on the table than he realizes. But he still does play the game. And so, um, then- I guess the, the one thing I guess I should just throw in there, because I don't know that many people realize this, but everybody that's on the Windower team is essentially a volunteer, right? Pretty much, Yes. I mean, a lot of people, they, they've played the game one way or another. They love contributing to it and such. And that's always when it comes to uh, new talent. We always want to make certain you you play the game and you love the game and that stuff. Because, you know, we could bring someone in there that just doesn't understand any of the game's mechanics at all. And it just wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. That's, one, that's one of the requirements when it comes to our programmers. Then, then it would end up being that the people working for your your development team would would function a lot similar to like the GMs in the game, where they are basically like, no, uh, the book says this. Yeah. Oof. Well, actually, <laughs> book what book? <laughs> yeah. We, we don't have this thing you call the book. <laughs> we, just by, we just live by we just by the moment, and then I, I said uh, one of our other developers, Invader. Um, he's actually the one that replaced EXP Watch, which was Starhawk's old plugin, and replaced it with Attainment, which is a whole new overhaul of EXP Watch. 
you know, it lets you do uh, track time, lights and such in Abyssia. It allows you to track what time extensions you've gotten in Dynamis, how much time you have left. It tracks merits, limit points, crew that kind of stuff. And then our last developer that we got recently, Arius. Arius has done so much. He's also one of the developers for XIUtil, a program we started to recently support, which has its own you make your own plug-in type stuff for that program. It's kind of in a little bit like, you know, a beginner's kit in per se to see what talent pops up. It's always it's always a wonderful idea for people if they want to actually start getting noticed as plugin developers to use XIUtil's plugin stuff and create a plugin out of that. But RS has created so much, he's fixed so much for us. I mean, he's done multiple works. And I, he's probably been one of our recent most popular plugin developers. You see him around, you know, give him your thanks. He's done so much within the Windower community. He deserves your thanks. He's also the person who did the Guildwork plugin. Ah, uh, the Guildwork plugin. That you have to pay for. <laughs> kind of. Not to get the rest of it. To get the rest of the features to work, yeah, you do. Yeah, but. slash slash tells and stuff like that. I remember, I remember they had the trial up last year. I remember using it a bit for a while, anyways. I'm like, oh, this is convenient. Check stuff on the AH, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Like that's convenient stuff. Oh yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that is my name. So my call. Yeah, I can understand some of the stuff is not really as interesting per se as using Windower, but it gives you a, an idea of. Oh, it's cool. Like I said, it's cool that to hear like the history and stuff yeah. behind it because mm-hmm. I mean, not many people know the history at all behind it and such. That's right. I mean, I imagine we probably have like the majority of our listeners out there that are probably listening to this going like, oh, I didn't know anything about Windower other than I just use it. Hmm. Well, although, like I said, there was a lot of developers who put their work into it. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them left for different various reasons that I won't go into. But to a lot of the plugin developers that we honor, you can see the list on our uh, wiki. And it's just, it's a, st- it's a big list. We've had yeah. so many people contribute to it. And we hope in the future to have more people contribute to it. Even though we, have, we do have rules and such... When it comes to people making um, plugins to be a part of our team and that stuff, we don't want certain things to get leaked and such. We've had problems with that in the past. We pretty much want to nip that in the bud completely. But yeah, we just we when it comes to our plugin developers, we want to be able to play the game, enjoy it. You know, you want to do more for it, and that's why I'm hoping in the future when it comes to getting more plugin developers eventually that we'll be able to have that ability to do more with Windower, even as a possible one or two expansion packs might be in the works. That we will uh, probably know more about by the time this episode gets live on the yes. air. Mm-hmm. Me thinks. I hope yeah. so. No kidding. I would love to see exactly what they're planning on. And yeah. it will give in a little small, a little more of an eyesight than what we've seen so far. 
Yeah, because I think what we've seen so far is kind of like mm, a taste of the bitter fruit. But mm-hmm. you know, if it if it amounts to nothing at Vanifest, then I think there will be some large question marks out there. Oh yeah, I'll find out. Yeah. Well, I think that was all for our questions, eh, Fusion? Or did you have any no, other? That was that was pretty much all I had. I mean, you answered everything I could have possibly asked you about it. Yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a good interview, though. It was a good interview, though. Yes, yeah. it was. Well, all right. Well, thank you very much, Haishio, for you know coming in, talking to us, giving us this nice little interview, you know, a little tidbit. As uh, our listeners know, we're coming up on our Pet Food Office six-year anniversary in the next few uh, few days, I guess, eh, Fusion? It was it was a while ago. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> happy happy belated anniversary. Yeah, it was like the what like the first week of the month. Where were you oh. that night? I was waiting on you. <laughs> we were supposed to go to dinner. My recording, but no, I didn't. I was I was at E three that week, and then I came back and was busy. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, you and I got the anniversary. Hmm. <laughs> You didn't even get us a card. You didn't even get us a card. <laughs> it's hard to send one card to several people. I can't believe yeah. it's, been, it's like a chain letter. Like, I, I can't believe for a PFA it's been this long. Dude, I can't either. Why am I, I still doing I, this? I've been listening <laughs> for years and such, along with Limit Break Radio back in the day and such. It just it's blown my mind since then. It's like how many episodes there have been. Too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guess what, Fusion? They're gonna they're gonna launch an expansion pack, and then it's gonna start all over again. Oh man! We're gonna be in the same shoes like two years from now when we run out of expansion to talk about. <laughs> is there gonna be another expansion pack? It's like all oh, we want God, is another expansion pack. Talk, what the hell can we talk about? Oh, Tanaka's shoe size. I think he's probably like a actually, 10, 10 and a half. Actually, I probably feel if you'll ever decide to actually do that, that's basically the point where I'll pull out the briefcase and whack you both with it. <laughs> <laughs> so no. much violence involving briefcases. There's always something that comes up. So, I mean, well, this week it was the... Whether it's relevant to anything or not yeah. is another story, but... yeah. <laughs> What was last episode about? Oh yeah, nostalgia. We were talking about all the old school stuff that always comes up. I don't. I don't even remember that episode. I'm like, I'm glad you you like named it because I have no idea what the what we even did in this episode. Yes, yeah. it was so old. <laughs> oh, forget yeah. again. There was from, like the end stuff. of the day. Yeah, it's like adventure appreciation, and it's like, oh wow. Yeah, about oh, that. It's out there. Download it. It's good. Subscribe. Yeah. Get it through the interwebs. Yeah, it's available. You can listen to it on your portable devices. Yeah. Or not. And if you don't know, check check out Profit LS. We're always recruiting. Yeah. Profit.guildwork.com. What's uh what's the dub dub dubs for Windower Windower.net, right? Yep, www.windower.net. We should yeah, probably we should probably put like one of those obligatory like it's a third-party tool thing if you get caught using it and you get blah, mad. Blah, it's blah, your blah, own fault, blah, blah, blah. That's right, yeah. It is against the user agreement. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening 20, to this tidbit, everyone. And uh, say goodnight, Haishio. Goodnight, Haishio. <laughs> He's one of those people. He does that thing. Oh, yes, that thing. Welcome to the club of people that do that thing. Hooray.